Welcome to the Horror Babble Originals podcast. A Baker's Dozen at the Zetland Hotel by Ian Gordon Chapter 9 The Brooder in the Shadows Lucille Sharples was a little nervous when she arrived at the Zetland Hotel that evening. Some hours earlier, she'd received a text message from a friend of hers, a friend that had booked herself into the Zetland to track down her devious boyfriend. This friend, Julia, had been in a relationship with the troublemaker Ian for almost two years, two years too long, in Lucille's opinion. The pair never seemed to get along. Ian was always up to something. Get-rich-quick schemes and low-stakes gambling— an all-round selfish moron, completely lacking in sensitivity. Julia, Lucille's dear friend Julia, just seemed to put up with it, crippled by the belief that she was obviously incapable of doing any better. And this here was why Lucille was nervous. She was in love with Julia, had been for years. Reading Julia's text message, she'd interpreted it as the final nail in the coffin for Ian MacDonald. The object of her desire would undoubtedly find the pest up to no good and be rid of him there and then, providing Lucille with an opportunity to take his place. That was the hope, anyway. The Zetland was very quiet, Lucille observed, as she strolled up to the reception area. The man behind the desk, a man of indeterminate years, a vacant expression on his face, checked her in swiftly, then escorted her to room nine on the first floor. She just about managed to catch a glimpse of the guest book during check-in, seeing that Julia was staying in room four downstairs. It hadn't escaped her attention either, that the troublemaker, Ian, appeared to have checked out. Standing at the door to room nine, the strange hotelier issued a word of warning regarding the guest in room thirteen, which was just next door saying that the VIP mustn't be disturbed under any circumstances. Well, that wasn't going to be a problem for Lucille. There was only one guest she'd come to disturb. I'll be as quiet as a mouse, Lucille stated, proffering a phony grin. Of that I have no doubt, the hotelier said, returning a similarly false smile. Leaving her to it, the man in the neat brogue slinked off along the corridor, leaving Lucille to unpack a few things, after which she intended to head down to room four to talk to Julia, if she was in her room, that was. Out came the fragrances in the carefully selected wrap dress, the fiery red lipstick and the indigo eyeshadow. It was the mating game Lucille was playing, and the attractive twenty-three-year-old knew the rules inside out. But then something caught her attention— and she was immediately distracted from her preparations. On the north wall, by the door to the suite, hung a portrait, some five feet square, the subject of which was a woman bearing an uncanny resemblance to the lady she had come to see, Julia Carlyle. Lucille walked right up to it, 
found herself entranced by bright blue eyes and blonde voluptuous hair. There was something off about it, though. Dark rings framed those azure eyes, and an expression almost of dread veiled the woman's delicate features. But still, Lucille found that she wanted to touch the portrait, and just like that, the tips of her fingers were tracing the subtle lines of the lookalike's face. Who are you? Lucille asked, her hands caressing the canvas. She felt a strong emotional connection to the image before her. It was so haunting, so lifelike, that Lucille found herself unable to look away. Who are you? she asked again, insistently. But the beautiful likeness simply glared back at her from its unreachable, two-dimensional realm. What happened to you? Lucille continued, saddened by the terrible expression staring back at her. But were those eyes looking at Lucille, or were they looking at something else? Turning, the twenty-three-year-old's eyes fell on a figure standing in the corner of the room, a shadowy statue just visible by the south-facing window. Lucille approached the figurine. Life-size, with long, slim legs, the papier-mâché sculpture was that of another woman, and unlike the lady in the painting, this woman was a stranger to Lucille. The statue had been painstakingly rendered. Its elaborate features were positively aglow with an aura of realism. The face that looked back at her, a lovely face with wide, staring eyes, full red lips and slender nose, held the expression of one resolute, a lady full of tenacity. Between this gorgeous creation and the curious painting to her rear, Lucille was at a loss to explain the sensations pummeling her. And then a voice sounded. Lucille! It came faintly, a female voice, a voice Lucille thought she recognized as Julia's. Lucille scanned the room, from the statue to the four-poster bed, the wardrobe to the painting. Julia? She mumbled. Is that you? Yes, came the voice again, full of force this time. Where are you? Lucille asked, her eyes now drawn to the portrait. I'm right here, the disembodied voice of Julia announced, and Lucille was certain the sound had emanated from the painting, despite the fact the lips of the subject hadn't so much as stirred. In the painting? Lucille queried, doubt creasing the arch of her eyebrows. Yes, help me. I... I don't understand. Lucille managed, transfixed and bewildered by the pained expression of the likeness before her. The brooder! The voice of Julia yelled. The brooder! She's right behind you! Lucille spun on her heel, found herself toe-to-toe with the questing figurine, its rigid face a mask of paint, paper, and adhesive, searching hers. Lucille screamed, and then the brooder in the shadows, the thing that had thrust Julia into the confines of the picture frame, raised its slim, inflexible arms, and hurled Lucille into the painting too. The stiff figurine watched, as the likeness of Lucille merged with Julia's on the canvas, 
Blue eyes blended with green, becoming a deep teal. Cheeks broadened, lips widened. Light hair turned dark and luxuriant. But the face, it was a mask filled with dread, amplified by shock. The statue with the long, slim legs stood perfectly still as the transformation took place on the north wall. Standing there before the painting, it was as though the papier-mâché figurine stood before a mirror, so perfectly reflected was its beautiful face on the canvas, a face that comprised the contrasting features of Julia Carlyle and Lucille Sharples, a face that over a century ago the writer Charles Allen Smith was so taken by, hanging on a forgotten upper-story wall of the Zetland Hotel. Thanks for listening today. Join us again tomorrow for the next part.